Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. We're still in the quarantine. What are those things behind you? (laughs) Wow, such a great actor. It's like we haven't (laughs) haven't already talked about it. I haven't been talking this whole time. Um, These are my birthday balloons. Uh, If you can still see them, they are uh, pretty. Slowly dying. Yeah. Uh, so Mott's got me ones that said, like gold ones that said Illy, I-L-Y. And the Y had a hole in it. I have never heard anybody pronounce Illy. Oh, that's all we say. Illy, Illy, Illy. 
It's like me, Jerry, and Sydney too. It's like our, it's our word. But so the why why Artie deflated? So it's been like ill for Sick. since my birthday. Sick. And then Casey dropped me off uh, the the um the the llama one because mm-hmm. I love llamas. And then Lily dropped. This is a, a new fact that I've learned about you today. Oh, I I love them. I love them. Llamas, alpacas, very cute. Also love narwhals. Those are my favorite animal because they don't look real. You're like, how is this like literally like? And beluga whales are up there too. Fucking cute. Um, and so Lily dropped off a balloon that says you're special, but she crossed it out and wrote not in it. You're not special. And then she also got me a JoJo Siwa balloon. So, oh, so and all of those balloons were tied to rotisserie chickens. Neither of them spoke to each other, but they both brought me balloons with rotisserie chickens. So I'm saving them because, uh, why are they in here? Oh, Matsu, I think was he was like vacuuming or something. That's a great and thing the about balloons it. Balloons get scared and they run into the room. <laughs> he was trying to get them the fuck out of the way. But that's the nice thing about having a dust mite allergy is I never have to be the one to vacuum or dust or sweep. So beautiful. He just Love gets it. to do it. Love it. Big fan. <laughs> How is unpacking going still? Uh, okay. So I bought this shelf, this metal silver shelf and it's ugly which I knew it was going to be but I was like I'm going to paint it rose gold Mm. so I started but I didn't buy enough paint so um, (laughs) I've got to buy way more there's just one shelf and then four poles that are done okay cute so um, yeah that's where I am So, are you painting by hand or spray painting? no spray paint nice I saw a thing on TikTok Um, if it would be helpful for you, that it's like this thing that attaches to the top of a spray paint can. And instead of like pressing it down, like, you know, you have to be watching the video to understand this. Instead of pressing it down like you normally would. Yeah. It's kind of like like blast it. It's kind of like a gun in -hmm. a way that like and it has a handle. So it's like much easier. um, And you just like stick it on top of spray paint cans. But I saved it if you'd like me to send it to you. I know exactly what you're talking about, because as I was doing it, I was thinking about it. But Mm -hmm. because it's a wire, I have to be very meticulous about going line by line. Okay. So it would actually waste more paint. Totally. Totally. But yes, as I was doing it, I was thinking about it. Um, Where are you going to put the shelves? Over here. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Off camera. Off camera. Cute. I'm excited to see. I mean, it's like, like part of it, the parts that paint it is up already. Oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, because sense. it's the kind that just like stacks on top of each other. Where'd you get it? Ikea. Oh, I was going to say Wayfair. Fuck no. Um, oh, wait. Also, this is a dark turn. But did you see uh, it was trending on Twitter? So I'm sure because our trending pages are v- virtually the same mm-hmm. about how uh, the forest fires in, in like Northern California um, there, so many of the inmates are out with COVID that they're yeah. like so understaffed. Yeah. If listeners, watchers of the podcast, if you guys have not looked into, I mean, if you haven't looked into like for-profit prison system in the United States, even if you're not from the states, I would like look into it because it's disgusting. Slavery still very real. Oh my god! When it comes and like I, there, you cannot fucking deny when you look at the fact that oh, they're fighting fires for three dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. $3. And then once they're like out of prison, they can't become firefighters. And like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what the absolute fuck? Like, it's, it's, oh God. 
And like just the way that like the trending article was like written was like in a way about like, oh, look how bad COVID is. And I'm like, why is this even a fucking thing? Like this is not a COVID issue. Like this is like, no, like this is like an inhumane, like morally like fucking corrupt and disgusting thing that's happening that like like the rest of like everything is affected by COVID, but like, it's mm-hmm. not a COVID fucking problem. No, this is our own fucking it's problem that we created problem. It's a racism problem. It's, it's, it's a lot of problems built up where like COVID is like, it's done with a lot of things has opened eyes to yep. other issues, which I already knew this was an issue mm-hmm. when I didn't learn about this till last year though, that, a lot of um, incarcerated people are the ones that were fighting fires. And I was disgusted then and even more so now. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't learn about it until last year, too, in the big fires mm-hmm. that were yep. here. Because, like, I knew about, like, I think the thing that's, like, more publicized is, like, jobs within prisons and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then, like, oh, uh, like, companies that use prison labor, but never, I, until there was those big fires here, I had never known about that and then yeah yeah, at the same time i learned that the same time i learned like oh and you can't be a firefighter afterwards Mm i was like because i'd never heard of that because like it is it's incredibly hard to get a job after you've been like you've been in jail and you've you're convicted um and there's like a couple of and we've had calls about like people who've like dated like someone and like oh like getting a job back out of it and there's like a very short list of things i knew off the top of my head and firefighter wasn't one of them and i was like oh for sure so fucked yeah America's fucked. This is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. If you guys want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. An international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And let's get into the calls. What is the show? Oh, it's an advice show. You call in, you leave us voicemails, you ask for our advice, and then we, as the amazing intellectual insightful prophets we are oh and melissa is also an alien so that's you've got a what are you talking about what hmm? Hmm? huh huh oh fuck you're frozen now <laughs> that was good though if, if people like if it was people were seeing the zoom feed like between you and i it was very much like what and then you froze and it literally was like you a glitch in the too. simulation <laughs> yeah Oh, so love good. it okay should we get into the first one let's do it hi megan and melissa i'm 23 my fiance is 24 and we've been together for four years we just got engaged this month and one conversation has always come up for us but especially now that we're engaged is what our last name is going to be when we get married he likes his last name and i love it it's how i met him how i've always known him for the last four years so it just seems simple that that will be our last name but his mom wants him to change it because he has his dad's last name. He's basically done nothing for him his entire life. This doesn't bother my fiance. Um, he has a great relationship with his grandparents and his stepbrother on his dad's side. So that's his family too. Um, but his mom thinks that he should take her husband's name. So his stepdad, who came into his life when he was already like 12, and they have the most awkward non-relationship. Um but she thinks since she raised him and her husband has supported him financially, um, and those are his other step- siblings' last names, he should do this. The irony is that his stepdad's family is even more problematic than his dad's family. 
and I absolutely do not want to be associated with them. My thing is, I feel like this is creating a problem that has never really been there because this has been his name for 24 years and it just has the potential to piss off way too many people, I feel like, for no reason. Um, my fiance thinks it would be disrespectful to his grandparents and his brother on his dad's side, but his mom can't come to grips with her grandchildren potentially having the same last name as my fiance's dad. I really love his mom and we have a good relationship, but she's very emotionally invested in this topic, understandably. And I don't really know how to talk about it when it comes up because she gets really heated about it, which I totally understand, especially because one of the main reasons I care is that I really don't like her husband. And that's a totally different topic. Um, I don't want to have his last name and I can't exactly tell her that. Um, my fiance also loves his mom and he has a hard time standing up to her, but he basically doesn't really care either way as long as he's not taking his stepdad's last name, which is what his mom was. I come from a very drama-free family, so I'm not really sure how to act. I know that him taking my last name is an option, but my last name is really boring and it's just not my favorite option and I do want to have the, the same last name as him. I just need advice on whether I should just try to stop caring. How do I talk about it when she brings it up again? Any advice will help. Thanks. Bye. What's in a name? Would a rose by any other name smell just as sweet? Beautiful. And William that's it. Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is tricky. Um, I don't think it's tricky at all. Oh, I mean, I'm there. I think the factoring in when you when you care about other people's opinions and like other people's like feelings, that's what makes it. Trick. You know what I mean? Like you, you guys all obviously care and don't want to hurt anybody, but I think you just tell her to suck it up. The thing is, if she cared this much, why didn't she have her son's name changed when she got married? It's too yeah. late. This is not the time. No, he's, he's had this job. Name, like, like the caller said, he's had this name for twenty four years, and you then had the last twelve to change his name. Or before mm-hmm. he turned 18 or whatever. Like, she had the power to do this before. Now, because her she her potential grandchildren may be coming along with the same last name. It's the mother-in-law's issue. It's not their yeah. issue. Well, I think you guys just need to reclaim, like, reclaim the name. Like, the name in that sense. I think, like, I mean, I would say, like, a good, uh, if you want, like, a a nice gesture a couple years down the road have one of your kids middle names be her maiden name her mm. maiden last name or something like that but i think like yes it's ridiculous to have two people change their names for this and like he has an like as much as it's her ex-husband it's also his dad mm-hmm. so like that like one of those relationships doesn't outweigh the the other so like because she has a bad relationship with like her ex doesn't mean that that dictates how her son is what relationship her son is going to have with his father yeah but it seems like the father may not be in the picture it's the loyalty to the grandparents and other yeah but like the animosity there like Mm -hmm. she she might have this like association with that name but like it's different because it's not her what she's been known as forever. So I'm sure for him, like as somebody who I have a hyphenated last name. And if you've read my book, I have lots of family problems. And the last name that I go by is the one that is the most problematic of my family. But like, I don't think of that because it's my name. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's not their name. It's mine because that's the only name that I had. That's the name that I was born with. Like, that's that's it. And I think that there is like a power in reclaiming that. And I would think, if anything, having grandchildren and that have that different last name or whatever, like, I think that would be like a fresh start and a new a new association with that name. But I just can't foresee, like you said, if this hasn't been like a like something that she wanted done immediately 12 years ago also when he was a minor and she could have just done it for him that's what i'm saying like it's too it's too late it's too late now yeah and it's just it's literally just a name and i think if you tell her like we and like just like yeah like this is the name like for him like he needs to put his foot down and say like this is the name that I've always had and like I love you so much and like you are my mom and this it like that name doesn't I don't have that same tie to that last name and like this is the name that I grew up with and you might associate with him but like how about you associate it with me instead Mm -hmm. associate with me instead of my dad and that's how I associate it that's how like my fiance associates it with me she doesn't associate it with my dad and when we have kids those are going to be our kids like work on that and I think just like put your foot down because I get why you wouldn't want to tell her that like oh I fucking hate like the stepdad or like I'm not about him or his family so I think if you can just like you don't need even like a real reason. You can just say no. And so I think if you just put your foot down and then a couple years down the road, if you guys have kids and you want to name one with her maiden last name or something, go for it. But it's just, it's just such a weird hill to die on. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's too late. Too late. In the words of Jojo, it's just too little too late, a little too wrong. I fucking love her. She makes bops. Agree. Okay, should we go on to the next? Yeah. Dear Megan and Melissa, I hope you can understand me as English isn't my first language. I'm in my early 30s. So naturally, all my girlfriends have one, two or three kids. I personally love kids, but I don't want any for myself. Now, my best friend has changed since she became a mom a few years ago. Which I guess is normal because my other friends has as well, but hers is more extreme. She says she's finding herself and getting closer to her true self. And I've known her for 25 years, and her finding herself is very far from the girl I know and love. This includes being a mom before anything else. She's considering anti-vaccining, sharing very stereotypical and cringy inspirational quotes with sunsets in the background on Facebook, And the newest addition is that institutions traumatize our children. And to work around this, she has quit her job to stay with them full time. Which is also fine, but her husband makes less than her. So if this was truly for them, I guess she would work and he would stay at home. I really suspect that this is about her more than the children. Her texts include very much me, I, myself, me, me, me. I've never commented on my friend's parenting, even if I disagree with them, because, well, I'm not living their lives and I assume they make the right decisions. And also the few times I have had an input, I've been told that I won't know until I become a mom myself, which I never will. So to this best friend, I've asked her how her husband is feeling because she doesn't mention him in all of this. I would personally be upset if my partner one day announced that they quit their job to find themselves because that would also affect me 
I would be, have to work harder. We would have to not go on holidays and so on. She replied, he has a hard time being the only provider, but I feel so relieved not working and I feel that I am getting closer to myself. So should I challenge her? What about her pension when she isn't working? She says they will have to take a huge loan. Is he the only one who's going pay, to pay off a shared loan? I uh, used to help children who had uh, eating disorders and a lot of them actually had their self-harming problems because they were all their parents had. They didn't they care about their jobs. They didn't see their friends. They didn't have any hobbies. So they put all the responsibility of their happiness on their children. Is it a good friend move to confront her about these things, including that she might be pushing her husband away? Or is this me being selfish and missing the friend I used to have instead of accepting the choices she's making now? Can I put a friendship on hold? <laughs> what do I do? Oh my god, I hate this so much. This is very layered. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest, there's two big things here. One, I think that you've outgrown this relationship. And then two, the decisions that she's making isn't your business. Yeah. And I think, I don't think the decisions she's making are rational. Like, mm -hmm. to be honest, like the institution, like I'm, does she mean school? Yeah, that's what I think. So going on the path of like anti-vaxxing institutions, it sounds like a government is trying to kill us sort of a thing, which is uh, prevalent in people who uh, have psychological like issues. And whether it's like psychosis or um, schizophrenia or uh, lo lots of other kind of psychological struggles like that. And it can be hard to like watch someone kind of get into like a paranoid sort of state or just like a but then there's also the other side of it where a lot of people buy into that stuff who frankly um aren't that intelligent and it empowers them and makes them feel smart and that's mm -hmm. why they like that shit you know and so I think you're right though like you've grown out of this friendship and you are missing your old friendship and I think that you have concern for her like that this is a really like about her and I think if you thought her kids were in danger or in like in like harm's way like physically emotionally like if you were concerned about um that then I definitely think maintaining a not the same closeness of a friendship, but enough that you're still, you don't feel like you're walking away and abandoning like potentially the children who need you or who, who are in need, who could potentially be in need. But I think if it's just about her and that, then I think you can take a break from the friendship. But I think the most important thing is that it's when you take a break from it, really reflect on it as it might not be a phase. Like this just might be who she's becoming and mm -hmm. the break might be permanent. And yeah. so it can be hard when you take a break from someone or something because a break usually in 
means that you're going to come back to it. And I think that we can romanticize people when we're away from them. But I think if you can say that you're going to, yeah, like phase out. And then if, if things change with her or she needs you or her kids need you and all of that, that you'll always be there, but not, you can always hope that it's a phase, but I wouldn't go into it thinking that it is that like I would think of it as a friendship breakup that has the possibility of things change you guys could rekindle that um but saying any of the stuff to her is just not it's not going to work and it's not going to go over well and I think the best thing that you can do is just take that break and then something happens good or bad you can just kind of step in and offer your help and be there uh but it's i mean it's just it's bad decision making well should we get into the next call hi megan and melissa love the podcast so i'm 25 i'm an aries and i need your guys's advice or words of wisdom, whatever, because I got myself into a situation that is pretty annoying to me right now. So about a month ago, I started dating or seeing, I don't know, um, one of my closest and oldest guy friends. So we've known each other for about 20 years now, and it's always been a little flirty over the past couple of months at least. And I know that when we were like 15 or so, he had like a crush on me and asked me out. But back then, I just didn't understand or get it. I don't know. I was young and naive. (laughs) But so about a month ago, I went camping with his family, actually. And the weekend after that, we both got super drunk and then had sex. And after that, it kind of just rolled into this whole thing where we now basically see each other like at least three times a week. Um, I always sleep over at his house. We also hang out during the day. Um, It's always super fun. We laugh a lot. I've met his friends that are like outside of our friend group. And apparently like him, the guys and even his girl best friend um, like me, like he told me that. And yeah, it's just like overall a good time. And it's pretty much like he would always text me like the good morning and good night text. And he told me that he really likes me and thinks I'm funny and all that. And everything would turn into like kind of a relationship if he was not in love with his co-worker who is actually in a lesbian relationship though. And so she's been in this relationship for I think three years and she says that she's still in love with her girlfriend, but she'll also like text my guy all the time and just like flirt with him and like talk about all of these super personal intimate things and so now he's like or has been apparently for years for a couple years super in love with her and totally thinks that she's the girl for him um even though she day by day like chooses her girlfriend over him right and so all of his actual friends and like his girl best friend like they all don't like her we all think that she's just like not a nice person for playing both of them like my guy and the girlfriend but now I'm seeing him and it's just super weird because I think I'm honestly starting to really really like him and I just don't know what to do so please help me my first question is does the coworker date men because saying that she's in 
a lesbian like right. saying is she she's bisexual a, or yeah or queer or, is she or whatever pansexual she, like yeah does she and like not even necessarily does she identify as anything but like does she date men does she find men attractive and- yeah d- like does she date men and women because i think i don't know i think that the, the, because yeah because it could be like she just sees him as a friend and she's sharing and yeah. her flirting is just like her being friendly and there's and a then, huge issue with fetishizing women and like women to like women and women together and like especially in the lesbian community of like a that it's invalidating to her relation. Like, I would just mm-hmm. think the reason the fact that you mentioned that it's a like a lesbian, a quote unquote lesbian relationship. And that like she's still flirting with him, it just comes across as invalidating that relationship but also like it's does he really think that she's the one for him or is it just the fact that she's unattainable yeah and how do what is like you said what's the flirting like Mm -hmm. have we seen these like texts have like like what is he reading into these things and like is she just being friendly and like I just think like villainizing her. I think if we want to villain, I don't know why we need to know who, what the gender of the person that she was dating is. I don't need, I don't think we need to know that she's in a lesbian relationship. Like, I don't, like, I don't think that that she's in a relationship. Yeah. So that in itself is a red flag to me that that's like, she is the villain and she is in a lesbian relationship, but she's like leading my boyfriend like or leading this guy on and like everybody dislikes her for doing this or whatever i just don't think there's a reason we need to know that who like like, i think for us though like it's good to know because no totally could just be like a friendship like she just sees him as a friend that's it period and he's reading more into the situation and is she aware that he has feelings for her Mm mm-hmm because we need to know what's being said. Because, again, if it's just, like, friendship stuff and her sharing, like, intimate personal things, like, I share that with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. and also, if anything, you call her and, like, you mentioned that he's your, like, one of your best guy friends. And you also mentioned he's another, like, close female friend. Like, you guys are, cl- like, you were close with him as a guy first. And mm-hmm. so, like, is there a part of you that feels like there's no way that it could be platonic? Because, look, you right. guys are fucking now. Yeah. And is that what it it is in that sense that like it doesn't feel like do you have kind of like a well, I don't even know what the politically correct term but like you know like an incestual friend group like a friend group who all hooks up with each other and so then does it feel like weird that he would just have this like does he feel like oh my female friends and I like it's always a more like flirtatious but if she's like fully like I don't like the term like leading someone on but if she's like fully miss like intentionally like misleading him and saying like oh if I hadn't met my girlfriend like I would totally want to date you or like I always think about fucking you like if she's saying stuff like that then yeah he needs to like put a stop I mean no you just need to bounce and be like okay I'm out um but if it's I mean I think you still need to be out like because He does. He's not into you like he's into this other girl. Why would you want to be play sick second fiddle to somebody? 
Yeah. You should always be somebody's first choice. And this one might sting a little bit, but he knows you better and he's still picking this other girl. Like mm-hmm. you, he's known you for like, you guys have been friends years. with your kids. Yeah. And you are in the same friend group and all of that. Like, and he's still holding out for someone who he's never been with and like that he just has like a crush on and that isn't an indicator of how much he likes her it's just an indicator of like it's he's not as into you which sucks Mm -hmm. to say but like I I I think it's totally possible for friends to date and I've that's how I've like dated like most of my relationships but as soon as like the like as soon as like a friend and I started hooking up or whatever, it was like, oh yeah, any of the girls that you met after or the guys that I met after, like can't stack up to someone who I've known for my whole fucking life mm-hmm. who like then we sleep together and it's like we already had this basis of friendship. We already got along so well and now we add like the sexual romantic part of it. The fact that that's, he's still going to this other person is just, it doesn't, it's not it's not it and you sound like you're starting to fall for him so i would dip now yeah. especially if you're if you want to and if you are able to keep your friendship intact like mm-hmm. stop it now because it's it's going to end either like you're going to get your heart broken regardless because he's still going to that other woman is always going to be the what if in the back of his mind yeah always And I think there's a level of care that needs to go in when, because she's 24. Yeah. When uh, hooking up with your friends, like in high school, like my high school boyfriend and I, before we got together, we made out at parties all the time, like just drunk. And then we would never talk about it again. But, or like you'd like, you know, like sleep with your friends and then like, like whatever. And it was kind of just like a who cares sort of thing. But the older that I got, Mots and I were friends and like it became, there's so much more thought put into it because that thought is the respecting of your friendship and Mm -hmm. acknowledging like, I don't want to lose this kind of friendship. And like, it is a different mentality when you're in high school and college because like it's just a different mindset and how everybody interacts with each other. It's just different. And then when you become an adult and you have those like lifelong adult friendships, just kind of like willy nilly, like hooking up with each other and then not really having this be just kind of this like weird limbo thing does not he's not going to come around like Mm -hmm. it's this is this is the he is telling you how he feels and what he feels is he likes fucking you and he thinks you're great and enjoys being your friend and he also enjoys fucking you but he like is that the other girl is who he wants to be with yeah and that's all there is to it and like even if like regardless of what she's doing that doesn't matter like this is about him you're not dating her this isn't about the other girl at all even if she was misleading him that doesn't matter like no this is about you too if he liked you and wanted to be with you he would he would be with you and it's nobody else's fault or responsibility or it's nobody else's actions or anything that would change that mm-hmm. at all. Agree. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Okay, guys, we are back from our break, and let's get into the next call. So I am 21 in this situation, and my ex is a 22, and we're both Aries. So what happened was that I he last week he broke up with me on Friday. It has not been three days later. Uh, I'm very much still mourning and grieving, but the issue is that it all happened out of nowhere, and I'm struggling to believe his reasonings for the breakup. So um, the entire last time last week, everything was completely normal. There were so many I love yous and verbal affirmations and heart emojis, even the, the day before everything had happened where he broke up with me. Um, and so I'm like, hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's going to be so fun, you know, hanging out again. And he was like, yeah, likewise, of course. And even the night before, like, we always text each other goodbye. Or sorry, not goodbye, goodnight. And he sent me a voice memo. And he said, I love you, too, like, two times in it. And it was just a very, like, sweet and cute voice memo. So I kept it. And the next day rolls around, and it's a very normal day again. You know, nothing much to comment on there. And what I realized happening was that, yeah, we, I was just, sorry, I was just getting ready and everything. And he was at the gym, and he, out of nowhere, was like, hey, can I stop by your house really quick? And I was like, sure, but why? And he said, it was better to be said in person, and I'll be there in 20 minutes. So I had 20 minutes to shift my perspective from yo this guy could be the one that like i can marry i could i definitely see a future with this guy we've been working towards the future that's you have that common goal and he comes over and he breaks up with me and his reasoning was that he doesn't love me anymore and i'm struggling to believe that because every part of his behavior said that he loves me still like i asked him why if that's true then why were you giving me so many verbal affirmations. Why were, why were we making plans for the future? I was supposed to be hanging out with, with him this week. It was his plan. And he just told me that he was, it was all a lie and he was just breaking down and sobbing. And I'm sorry, I just really have a hard time believing his reasoning. And I guess I would just like you guys to tell me about what you think of all of this because it truly did come out of nowhere and even towards the bitter end him and I were just hugging and laughing and at one point I kissed his cheek and he just smiled back at me and we were holding hands and I kissed his hand and he kissed mine and I asked him how much how much of the relationship was real and he said all of it so very clearly my issue here is that it just it seems he seems so conflicted so I guess I'm looking for guidance I know that you guys can't read his mind but what do you think it's going to happen with him. I mean, this, this really sucks. Um, some people have a really hard time communicating their feelings in the moment. And this story is so common of people who feel completely blindsided by it. And it's just people who aren't really comfortable communicating that kind of loss of emotion in the process of it and they're trying and compensating for it and acting and kind of putting on a front and then it gets to a point where they can't do that anymore and like it's hard because I think our automatic instinct when we start to lose feelings for someone is we don't want to we don't want to like we want Mm -hmm. to still like love them and we want to still be with them and so we try and like that's every every fucking breakup it's like oh we're we're trying to pretend that everything's fine especially when it's one-sided 
And I think he might have just done a good a good job at that and it got to be too much for him. Or he joined a cult or he has another girlfriend or a wife or or he um, also or he has been feeling these things for a while and has just been going through the motions Um, and he thought that it might have been just like a temporary thing and he could work through it and um, he got to a point where he couldn't. Mm hmm. Because I think the talking about the future thing, like logically, it's hard when you do have those feelings for someone prior and you're like, well, maybe if I just keep going along, it'll work. Mm -hmm. And like maybe like I do logically want to spend the rest of my life with this person, but like my feelings aren't matching up to this side of my brain. And I'm like, you get married to those feelings that you once had. And that's why we hold on to relationships a lot of the time longer than they should pass the time that they've run Mm -hmm. its course. So you think I think it can change. You think it's just yeah. like a passing feeling that, you know, today I just feel off. Um, and I think in, it, it, it's more of him than anything. Like, you can't take responsibility for anything. Um, you shouldn't feel like um, any of this is your fault. It's it's pro- it's neither of your faults. Just like the feelings went away. And I know it's hard for you to accept and move on, but you're if you keep holding on to those feelings, you're going to get into that same rut that he got into mm-hmm. where you think that things are going to change. He's going to make a full circle. You know, he was just confused. He's still in love with me, which like he very much will still like have like deep feelings for you, but it's just not love. That's not where he is anymore. And who knows, maybe like him saying like, oh, all of the the feelings that he felt like, like if he's like was grappling with this, sometimes people, sometimes people can be a little more curt and feel a little more cruel in a breakup because they want, they want you to not be, it's like the same thing when people like try and get you to break up with them. And so I think like he for you, it's not adding up. And I think his goal with all of this was to really make sure it was like a clean, it was a a clean break. And I think that that kind of backfired in the sense, because like, it's making you feel like, well, there, at some point you did still have those feelings for me. Like, mm-hmm. th- like this was a process or whatever. And it can be really hard to sit with it and recognize that in all of these in the moments of like how whenever these his feelings started to fade or change for you that you didn't know and that you were in those moments and like seeing them as these like really sweet romantic and like really happy positive things and it's heartbreaking to then recognize that that wasn't the case for him and so I think at the end of the day the reason why he broke up with you, it I know you think it matters, but it doesn't. It's kind of like closure in this sense that it's like, well, you want to find the reason so you can you can like gotcha, aha, like you said, like, no, you still love me. Like we're still gonna be together in that sense. And so I think if you if he's not ready or comfortable to like really be honest and talk about it in a sense that like maybe there is more to it, but like at the end of the day that 
it he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you right now and regardless of that reason you have to respect his wishes with that mm-hmm. and and you've got to accept what he said like you you because you're not going to be able to heal or move on if you still think that like he was lying about being in love with you yeah like, we can not being in love with you i mean and we can read into someone's body language or like all of that kind of stuff but like we have to take what people say mm-hmm. as the fact and the truth. And like when people say how they feel or what they want, we don't get to justify it or question it based on previous stuff. Like I'm a big advocate of taking things at face value when people say them because I'm a big fan of communication. And it might it might feel like it would make more sense and make it easier for you to get over if you understood everything why and like he was more truthful but at the end of the day it's his truth you're never gonna know if he is being 100 percent totally honest and also he doesn't have to tell you that and i think the more you can detach yourself from anything that he can do or say that will give you like permission or make you feel ready and comfortable to move on, you just have to take that on your mm-hmm. own. Because if we put that kind of power in other people's hands, like for our own lives, we will always end up disappointed. Yeah. But this sucks. This fully sucks. But um, sending you happy, moving on, positive thoughts and... You know, our phones, our our phone is open if you want to give us a call back and give us some more an update or anything if you feel ready or comfortable. But also I know breakups are tough. So Yeah, yeah. We probably need a little bit of time to process this. So mm-hmm. let us know. Sending you love. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um I'm gonna try and keep this short without sparing any like big details. But basically So my mom passed away a year ago, last July, and we just hit a year, and uh, I'm an immigrant, she was an immigrant, and I currently am living with my stepdad, the man who she married, to come move here. Um, We moved out of the house that we lived in with my mom, and we are living in a duplex while he's building a house, so, you know, he gave me a room there, all that kind of stuff, whatever. Anyways, um... For reference, I'm 21, and he's in his 50s, Um, so (laughs) I started realizing last night, um, he was like, oh, I'm just going to, like, go out or whatever, and he was all dressed up, and he left at, like, 3, and he didn't come back until, like, 10.30, which is strange, and I was texting my boyfriend, and he was like, well, maybe it's, like, a work dinner thing, I'm like, no, like, he's not a late-night person, whatever. And then today I was with a friend and we were leaving the house and he like changed his clothes and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go drop off the rent check. I was like, okay, cool. Like he'll be back home when I get back home. Cause we were going shopping um, to get a swimsuit. suit. Anyways. And I've been back home for three hours now and he's not here. And so I feel like he's starting to date again. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, just because like we're not very close. So if he were to like seriously start dating, I don't know, like, where I would go or what I would do or what my relationship with his family would be like because I'm closer to some of his family members than I am him. Um, And, like, (laughs) 
a few weeks ago, he asked me to take pictures of him for his mom, which is, like, really weird. He got, like, dressed up and, like, gone on his bike because he likes cycling and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I'm just saying it to my mom. And my dumbass didn't think of anything. Um, and now I'm putting it all together. And he's definitely dating. I don't know, like, if this is normal to feel. Like, I'm mad at him because I feel like this is so fucking awful. But I feel like he should still be, like, grieving and not dating and, like, I was at my boyfriend's house. I came back and my bedroom door was closed. All the little things that I had left out in the living room and stuff were just thrown on my bed. So he obviously had people over. And, like, he doesn't have any friends, by the way. So it's not like he had, like, a party. Um, I don't really know what I'm asking for. I guess I just want to know, like, is this normal? And if other people have dealt with it and, like, what to do? Because he hasn't said anything about it. And people keep telling me to bring it up. But, like I said, we're not very close. Um, So it's kind of uncomfortable yeah, it's weird. Um, and I'm about to go on a road trip with him to help his oldest daughter, who's like 24, um, move out of her apartment. And it's just like uncomfortable. I don't know. Please help me. Okay. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. I can't speak from like personal, uh, I mean, I can't speak from like personal experience, uh, in like this specific case, but I do have friends who have, uh, lost their parents and then their biological parents have moved on very fast or started dating fast. Um, and it's been super, super fucking hard for them. The thing with grief is everybody grieves differently Mm -hmm. and the process for everyone is so, so super different. And I don't know if I've, I, I, I've i never like lost somebody in my like someone in my life who I was like incredibly incredibly like close to I've lost like you know family members and uh like friends but no one who's been like so integral to like my daily my daily life but I can imagine that I don't know if I would ever think that someone is like if I were you and lost like you lost your mom. I don't know if I would think that anyone was grieving enough when you love someone so much and that loss is so huge for you. It it can nothing can ever feel like the right amount because it's just too it's just too great of a loss for you to comprehend how someone else could handle it differently and that's not a knock on you at all or a knock on him. But I think I think part of the, if you guys aren't that close, I don't know how much or if it's even something you'd want to do. But if you guys have talked about her and you've talked about the grief and like what you're both going through and maybe if you are comfortable doing that with him and talking about it, you might see that maybe he's coming from it from a place of like, I'm so fucking lonely and like, I just can't foresee like I just need to do that I like don't know what else to do and it's not coming from like a I've moved on and I'm fine kind of a way that it's more of or maybe your mom had some wishes for him that she really wanted like hey a year after you have to promise me you'll go on a date like you have to and who knows maybe he's doing like a grief support group or he's just trying to get himself back out there and if he doesn't have friends maybe the only way he really knows how to move on is romantically which I also have uh I I know that well of people who that's the only 
yeah, the only tie that they have to a closeness in a relationship. And it comes at the expense of like kind of looking a little like icky and gross timing to a lot of other people. But that's the only way that they know how to have relationships. Yeah, you can't put, like you were saying, you can't, you don't know how he's grieving. You can't put a timestamp on how long somebody can grieve. And I think you may be thinking of it in a way that he's replacing your mom. And it doesn't have to be like that. It's just like he probably has like a hole in his heart. And it's not like he's not trying to fill it with somebody else. He's just needing like some type of comfort or support or a companion like yeah. he needs or he wants friends you know like it it cannot be like a romantic thing it could be like he just wants somebody to hang out and talk with and i think it's i would really urge you to talk to him about it because i think like when you say things like well what's that going to happen for me like i mm-hmm. live with him like it doesn't i think those are totally like valid feelings that you would feel from this but I think I would have a conversation with him and just be like and tell and say honestly and just be like I know we're not like that close and I know that like we're now in this situation where like we're living together and I like really appreciate it and I and if you want to get to know him more and like let him know that like I want to get to know you more and like it's to be honest it's been kind of hard because I've I feel like I've noticed that you, I think, are going on dates. And, like, to be transparent, like, it's really made me feel that, like, you're moving on too fast. But, like, I don't, I can't put that judgment on you. So, like, I just want to talk and, like, understand where we both are in this. And I have this fear that if you move on, that you're going to kick me out and I'm going to have nowhere to go and all of that. Because I think as much as those are thoughts that I think anyone would kind of think in that situation I I think they'll be so easily quelled by him being like oh no that would not going to do that to you at all like I think you guys both are just doing your own thing and not Mm -hmm. recognizing that like both of your actions yeah that it affects each other yeah Um, yeah you guys need to talk and maybe even go to like grievance counseling together yeah, because you both share in this in this loss and it might feel a little weird because you guys aren't that close, but you do have this thing. And it's mm-hmm. hard because even like you said, you're like, I like feel bad, like I'm mad at him, but I don't even really know him that well. It's like you guys have this trauma that's connected you. And so you might not be like relationship close wise, but you do have this essentially like this trauma bond. Mm-hmm. And so you both do have the ability to really hurt each other because even though it might not seem like you're close, you have this thing, this common thing that ties you together. So yeah, I would just, I would have a conversation. Update time. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby. Baby. (laughs) Who is the update from? This is from episode nine from season six. The gal had hoes in different area codes. One guy in Hawaii, another guy in the other place she was in. Um, So she was with her boyfriend, but still hooking up with a guy that she used to hook up with before. Was this a stripper? Yes. Love it. 
Hi, guys. This is an update. Um, I'm calling back from the episode. I don't know the, like, seasons or the episode numbers because I don't see them anymore, but it was the latest episode that is titled My Boyfriend is Jealous of My Sex Toy. Um, I'm the girl who was cheating on these two guys. <laughs> one of them my being my boyfriend living in Hawaii, the other one being my fuck buddy living in California. I also live in California. Um, but yes, Melissa was right. I do travel from L.A. to Hawaii. It is a quick flight. Um, anyway, I have a great update, some great news for you guys. I am in therapy. <laughs> And my therapist and I have discussed all of these things and worked all these things out. And I realized that I wasn't being aware of my own cheating. And I just thought it was okay and dismissible because these other two men were cheating on me too. And I realized that that's not fucking okay. And so I completely blocked my fuck buddy on everything we do not speak anymore and me and my boyfriend I decided to give that a real and genuine shot so I aired out all my dirty laundry to him and worked through that and he has accepted that because he also made mistakes in the past and we are working to have a healthy relationship I know that you guys told me to either have an open relationship or to break up with both of them, but I didn't see the podcast until today, so that is what has happened. Um, things are going really, really good with me and my boyfriend right now. I have been completely faithful to him, and from what I know, he's been completely faithful to me, and the trust issues are getting patched, and everything seems to be going great. So, yeah, therapy is the answer, is the lesson learned here. Therapy is always the answer. Please do it. It's saved me so much heartache, so much headache, everything. It's amazing, and I love you guys. Thank you for the advice. I love you. Bye. <laughs> yes. Therapy Everything, yes. and communication, always the answer. If that's, I just, those are, like, the takeaways that you should have from every show that we do. Yep. Always, always, always. I love the enthusiasm for like just and even just how you phrased. I can just tell we would get along like we would get along with her. And then you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I was also cheating. Like it's it's yeah, it's I, I love it. And I know we gave you the advice um, to, uh, you know, either be an open relationship or break up. But also, you know, sometimes we don't give like the best choice. Like, I mean, the, the best the I mean, not that I didn't think it was realistic, but like that's a, so much fucking self-reflection that it's like, oh, fucking break up with the fuck buddy, get my ass in therapy and like work on my relationship, like be open and honest. Like, to be honest, that's like the best possible scenario. Well, you know, the person that told her to do that was like a professional. So, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and like the prof like I think that like that's the thing with like therapists as opposed to us is like, you know, we're giving friend advice mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff but like a therapist can pick up like knows you better but also like wants you to be a better person like we just want you to be less shitty you know what yeah. i mean like but a and therapist also, is like expects a lot of you yeah and they're gonna talk to you for like an hour we're yeah. he hearing a one-sided three-minute mm -hmm. it's not even a conversation 
monologue about what's going on. But I love this for you. I'm very happy for you. Happy for you. Happy you're in therapy. Happy you're loving it. And, you know, very happy about the open honesty. And this is like the other thing for anyone listening who's like in a somewhat similar situation. In regards to cheating, I think it's so great that you owned up to everything and you guys talked about it and that gives him the choice to make it the, to, to decide that. And I think that's the most he important was cheating thing. too. Yeah. And, and he, I don't know how he, you knew. So like, I don't know if he told you or you found out another way, but I think it's, that's like the mature and smart way that like your relationship can move forward and move on because you're trusting, you're giving your partner information and hoping that they will want to stay with you, but not withholding it. So you can ensure that they will. Yeah. So fucking great. Love it. Love this fucking self-growth. Well, that's it for our episode, guys. If you enjoyed and you want to uh, leave us a review, go leave us a review on the podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts um, or wherever you watch. If you want to leave a comment on the YouTube, like, subscribe to this new channel where we're uploading. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Quick reminder, our Facebook group is still closed to new members. And anybody who gets upset with us for being salty when you ask how to get into the Facebook group and we just say, you haven't listened to the end of the episode. That's why I'm saying it again. (laughs) So you guys can know. And when we open it up, we will let you know. So you won't need to like go digging and trying. Asking or anything. Yeah. We're just, you know. But you're the game. You're probably going to need to listen to the end of the episode to know that it's open again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's constantly. I kicked out 10 people this week. So. Just, Not because just... they didn't listen to the end of the episode, but uh, <laughs> for other reasons. Yeah. We were. It's funny because they, when we closed the group, we were at 3,000 members. We are at 2,900 or 2,800 I think now. it's 28. Yeah. So. We are cleaning house. Uh, so then by the time that you guys, we open it up again and you guys can join. It's, uh, you know, there's no, no, no one safe as possible. Yeah. Safe space. I mean, people, there's still like people that don't comment and stuff. So we don't know their views until mm-hmm. something sparks them to post or respond. So. Yeah. I mean, at this we might go through and just delete people who are just have never posted yeah. to this day because we only want people. It's a community. And that's like mm-hmm. the great thing about it. And like how we know you and me know people's names from this kind of stuff. And like, we know when someone's like talking about something on the group and we can be like, Oh my God, is this the person that you started dating this time? Like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like we can, we get to know everybody and like people have become like close friends through all of that. And so that's, if you haven't known why the group is closed, it's because we're trying to um, make sure that it's, like you said, uh, as safe as possible place for everybody, but also that it's the goal of being mm-hmm. a community, not uh, like a parasocial Message kind of board. Yeah. Or like it's not something that you should be able to just view in a way. Mm-hmm. And I we understand that there's like a comfortability kind of curve of like maybe it takes a little while before you start interacting or you start feeling comfortable once you like see what other people are posting and you see that you can like kind of trust the community, but then there gets to be, there's a threshold of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're working on. But uh, you guys, we, the first to know 
and follow us on Instagram. Actually, Instagram might be the real first now. Our personal ones and Don't Blonde Meme Pod. Follow us on Twitter. Anything else? Vote, please. Yes, vote. And there's only one option who you can vote for. Vote for Biden. Um, anything else is a vote for Trump. And if you would like to argue with me on that, please head on over to um, my own personal DMs. But do not leave that shit here or yeah. on the also, podcast Instagram. Also, like if you want to discuss this and you're in the Facebook group, please bring it up. Mm-hmm. Fucking vote. Fucking vote. Okay. And right. that's it. We'll that's see you guys it. next time. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. If- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.